Alright guys, welcome to what is it called? What's the podcast called? About instigating me. We don't have a name. <laughs> <laughs> uh the standard name is uh the Academy. That's kind of a mid name. So uh you know we'll think about it for the next episode, hopefully. So today on the episode we're gonna talk about we're just gonna like outline uh like the five W's of this podcast of the Academy. So uh I, I mean, you can start. Okay, so five W's, who, what, where, when, why, yeah, plus yeah. how, but I don't think we did a how. Uh, the what is, this is like a semi-intellectual podcast where we talk about ideas and like stuff we're reading. <laughs> we're, we're on what, right? Yeah, we're on what? Uh, what is the podcast? So uh, so we're two teenagers from the suburbs of Toronto. <laughs> and uh, why are we making it? Uh, the thing we have written down is uh we both find it difficult to find uh intellectual discussions in our everyday lives so uh we're using it as a catalyst to uh to talk intellectually in a more formal manner so uh that's one of the reasons another reason is uh or at least for me i want to learn how to conversate better or have better flow in my conversations because uh I sometimes go talking, and I, it's like very incoherent. So, uh, by having like this little thing to like as like an archive, is like good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot. I forgot what I said. So I I used to be super into like personal knowledge management. Like I read a lot of books, and I want to remember the most amount of information that I gain from the books, because otherwise, what's the point of reading? So then I was thinking, uh, because sometimes when you have to explain concepts or you have to go into conversation you have to distill the knowledge that you get into a more refined form and thus it's kind of like you're challenging yourself to like put what you've learned into words so i wanted to add that extra layer onto my own reading practice so i hopefully do not forget what i learned and i can actually create something valuable with the information i consume thank you raymond uh i would say the same but uh personally i have not been reading a lot recently so Uh, you too like you know i feel like watching movies that's like my preferred uh form of entertainment nowadays but uh you know uh, i'm coming i'm coming on a trip soon or i'm going on a trip soon so hopefully i get some reading done that's like the main premise of like the entire podcast not being able to find like intellectual conversations like among people our age uh the first topic or the very the topic of this first episode is uh, why is it so hard to find uh, intellectual conversations? And then the first question we have asked ourselves is, uh, what is an intellectual conversation? Okay, so I think it's kind of hard to say what it is, but uh, I don't want to make it like this nebulous like thing that uh, we don't know. But <laughs> <laughs> I see it as, I don't know, like what, is, what does intellectual mean? Well, I remember I googled anti-intellectualism yesterday uh, and then it was like expressing distaste towards the arts, uh, philosophy, um, or the sciences or something. And then I see an intellectual, like it's it's like the opposite, so it's like you Mm -hmm. don't uh, express distaste towards the arts and whatever. Um, Just like a higher degree of sophistication in terms of the subjects you discuss and i'm trying to say that in like the least pretentious way possible uh-huh. but um 
Okay. Uh, for me, what is an intellectual conversation? I think, like, uh, in layman's term, you could probably say, like, oh, deep conversations. But then I think a lot of people, like, experience deep conversations in their daily lives, like, talking to their friends, and they always have those moments where, like, oh, bro, this is, like, super deep. But then I find that, like, uh, everyone's, like, perception of, like, what is considered a deep conversation is very shallow, in a sense, because... Uh, I know Raymond had something to say about this before, but it was something along the lines of like, as like teenagers living in North America, specifically like uh, near a big city, like in the suburbs area, mm-hmm. uh, your experience as a person is very similar to like most people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's very like undiversified, like you said. And then uh, your understanding of like what is deep is kind of like, projected on by those experiences but since everyone like experiences the same thing you have this like phenomenon where like people just assume when like you talk like beyond like normal conversation it's like it becomes deep but then oftentimes like uh people just like talk about like oh existentialism like oh guys we are like really small in a big world and like and then like in a way it's like very surface level because like these are topics like people like uh philosophers have like talked about for many decades many centuries and like you're you're kind of like going in a circle and uh Raymond had like something about like why that occurs uh, i want to save the topic i will like i find it's maybe it's not difficult maybe we're just bad at talking and uh, articulating ourselves but maybe it's easier to say what is not a deep conversation or like what is on the verge of being deep but it's like actually pseudo deep mm-hmm. where it's like these conversations where guys are like damn that's deep but really bro just said uh the earth is large yeah and uh i think like even like when you you there's like topics about like like regarding like one's like introspection like they're talking about like themselves and their feelings i feel like uh there's a lot of like loops and like people like can only go so deep because their experience allow it to go that deep and then it kind of becomes like uh when you hear or when you're talking to some people it even though like to someone to to someone else it may sound like super profound like oh damn like school is bad because Gary Vee said that university is a scam and then like people say oh that's like deep because like you're like you're like contradicting like societal standards and like damn that's like deep but then like in reality that's like uh i would say like extremely surface level like that's like the the beginning of the rabbit hole of like uh intellectual exploration what do you think defines a conversation that is that seems to be deep on the surface but in reality is not like what are like some characteristics uh i think like how how like i i don't think it's like there's a correlation or like there's like a direct correlation like it's like oh if if it this is this this is this like oftentimes you'll find like mainstream concepts like extremely like not deep in my opinion almost because you have like these like influencers who like push a certain idea and then you you take it and then you like discuss it with your friends and then like i feel like it's not deep because then you're just like regurgitating information that you like consumed 
Mm-hmm. So there's like a there's like a theme amongst like I would say pseudo deep conversations that like that are sort of just like regurgitations of like what let's say who's like a famous like self help person like right? Jordan Peterson like Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson would like see something like I don't know like. Oh, the like, this is not this is probably not something like Jordan Peterson said verbatim, but like something about like women and like their uh, roles in society and things. And then like you would have like a group of friends who like who like watch Jordan Peterson, and then they basically just like talk about what Jordan Peterson Peterson said. Uh-huh. But then like there's no like intellectual development. They just like yo, so basically said this, and like it's a fact. And then like damn, that's deep. But then like in reality, there's no like. Uh, you're kind of like summarizing what another person said. Yeah. But I feel like uh, in order to have like a deep conversation about it, you would need to like be uh, introspective. Like you need to like figure out like why you believe this or like why uh, this person said that and then like critique it. Whereas like a lot of people just like, they take it as is and then they, they like spread it as if it's like the Bible. So yeah. What do you think? Cause, cause, wouldn't you be able to do that if you were to read like Socrates or no? He doesn't like Plato or something, mm-hmm. and then you just regurgitate what Plato says. Yeah, I would say that's like that's also like I think that the main difference is like like how mainstream it is, like like regarding like certain topics. But like, I think like that's another aspect of an intellectual conversation. Like you just regurgitating what another person said uh, is like not. I don't think it's like great. But, like, that's not to say, like, through, like, the process of thinking, like, you come to the same conclusion. Like, it, like just because, let's say you read something about Plato, and then, like, you critique it, and then you talk about it, and you have, like, intellectual conversation. Uh, just because, like, you you talk about it a lot, and then you have a conversation about it, and you come to the same conclusion, it doesn't necessarily make it a non-intellectual conversation. But it's at the point where, like, you take it, and then you just, like, say it. And then, mm-hmm. like, you just, like, talk about what you just said, mm-hmm. like, in a non, like, uh, developing way, then it, like, is not intellectual because you are just summarizing what another person said. So, I, so, so the content that you're discussing doesn't matter in so much as the what, like, what you do with it. Yeah, like, I think, uh, yeah, like, that what you said, like, just because, like, even if a topic is, like, not deep, like, someone could talk about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. And, like, have an intellectual conversation about it. Like, just because it's, like, mainstream and stuff uh-huh. doesn't necessarily make it a non-intellectual conversation. But, like, it is oftentimes that you have people who, like, consume media through, like, TikTok or YouTube. Like, these very, like, consumable pieces of entertainment. Mm-hmm. And then regurgitate it. And then it's perceived to be, like, profound. And then it's, like, not really. Because, like, you were just, like, you just watched a video on Jordan Peterson, like, shitting on a liberal. And then, like, you're, like, damn, liberals thumbs down like that uh-huh i think yeah i think you have to engage with the content and maybe a reason why um our second topic it would be uh why is it difficult or why do we think that it's difficult to find conversations like this i think maybe another reason would be the proliferation of social media because stuff like tiktok like youtube is slightly better in the in the sense that it's long form information and the algorithm isn't as uh on you as tiktok but tiktok is kind of like you really don't have to engage with it at all you don't even have to like it you just have to watch the video (laughs) and then there's not really much thought that goes into it so i think 
maybe if that like since that has become the norm in terms of media consumption it has led to a dearth of um engagement with information mm-hmm. like i remember like uh like like ironically like on a tiktok it was like oh we're in an age of information but then there's like a lack of like engagement with the information i know like the context of that video was like oh everyone can learn anything and like read about everything but they don't they don't have like the the will to do it mm-hmm. or to the will to apply it to their lives i feel like this applies to like just general like uh gaining of knowledge like people can just like read about like read about the surface ideas of like certain topics so like uh, an idea would be uh i don't oh an idea would be in the fitness community where like people like watch like a one minute video on uh let's say what are the most optimal workouts and then it is like they watch it and then mm-hmm. they consume it and then there's like you just take it as is and then when you like prescribe this information to your friends like oh this guy said uh this lap pull down is like optimal because mm-hmm. so and so there's like even though that's like more related to science you kind of just like take it as is and then you just like regurgitate it mm-hmm. whereas like you don't really have a conversation on like why this is optimal or like what are you training for mm-hmm. and then people just take the information as like face value whereas it requires a lot of like uh, actual understanding on the topic for it to be like useful in a way that's like not like oh this guy said this therefore it's like correct and he sounded smart when he said it mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, how do I describe it it's like I think that uh, what's the study of knowledge and philosophy Epistem- 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 I think epistemology yeah I epistemology think so. yeah. I think the epistemology behind um like quote unquote deep conversations is one where you need stronger logic and then maybe you you grab the claims from like empirical evidence rather than uh the pathos or the ethos of Jordan Peterson mm-hmm. who says uh capitalism good i like right wing media yeah like uh i think also like this is this is very unprofound like this is like like I, i'm i'm criticizing like intellectual conversation and now i'm like partaking in like non-profound ideas but uh, like i think like a common like issue is like like attention span like mm-hmm. i don't have the attention span to like watch a like a very full-length video on a certain topic or like ideally read it read on it mm-hmm. like there's like a like the path of resistance is like very low for like certain pieces of information and then there becomes like a like because everyone takes like the least the path of least resist least resistance like uh people end up having like the same like topics and then it becomes like a like a circle jerk of information like everyone mm-hmm. just like say something and then they agree together they're like uh what's like i don't know what's a topic that i could use an example but like i feel like when you don't engage in a deep conversation but it's perceived to be a deep conversation it oftentimes just is just like again people regurgitating and then Mm -hmm. also like the other person also like agreeing and there's not a lot of like questioning or like socratizing 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 your opinion like you just like take it as is and Mm -hmm. then like uh people like oh yeah true and stuff like that and then uh uh because it's not practice, and this goes into like the second topic kind of, uh, when people 
let's say, oh, I I like talking about deep stuff, mm-hmm. and then like they don't, and they have like this like they 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 show like the thing I just said where they just like agree and they talk back and forth, and it kind of is like there's no there's no like learning, there's no engagement of the content. Uh, I don't know. I forgot my train of thought, but something about like people just taking people just like uh, saying they they want to have more deep conversations but then like they don't really have a good conception of like what a deep conversation is is like uh one of my experiences i think yeah. do we have a conception i think we should come to a <laughs> like definition of what an intellectual <laughs> yeah i feel like i've been speaking a lot of bullshit but okay to like to make it more uh formal i think the one thing is the content does not necessarily matter mm-hmm. but there is a trend that content or knowledge that is easily like consumable mm-hmm. in terms of like the way you you like consume it like uh What's like a very basic idea that you can take from like TikTok? Like just work hard and you succeed. Oh, one thing is like investing. Like, oh, invest in the S&P 500. And like people just take that shit and eat it up and then like spread it. That's like a big thing, I think. Uh-huh. So uh, the topic doesn't matter. But however, there's a tendency for topics that are easily like related to your personal success and your general health. And like it's very applicable. Like it's, And like you can like give it in like three simple steps on how to like succeed in this thing like there's a tendency for those topics to be like not intellectually engaging because uh the the way you consume that media in in of itself was like not ideal for like intellectual conversations because it's just like very face value um and then on top of that so the topic doesn't matter what's the second thing like how much you engage with it how much you engage with it how how would you okay so let's say recently how would you engage with that or like is it like asking questions and things i think so because like if you take the fitness example you could you could take someone who says uh train this amount of sets per week or do this split and then a way to engage with it would be to like try to actually read the papers like the scientific papers behind it or like use some kind of epistemolog like you know okay. uh some thought process okay. yeah like you can take it and run with it or you can go and verify the actual scientific literature or you can connect these different ideas with like other things you've read like uh after i after i learned about like fitness and progressive overload uh and like the stress stimulus so basically when you work out you need to like keep increasing the weight because otherwise there's no reason for your body to create more muscle because mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy to create a lot of muscle so i um could relate that back to something i read in another book called like anti-fragile uh talking about how some systems benefit from more uncertainty than others or like from more stress than others and then you can relate that kind of to like how stress uh should not be chronic in a sense like when you have chronic stress you have a uh, bad health but then when you have stress that's delivered in like semi-predictable uh patterns that's like a bit and then you get a period of rest, then you get like, uh, then you can recover and you get stronger. And that's also why uh, I sleep. Oh, that's why I like sleep is like important in things. Okay. Yeah, that like made sense, right? 
uh, that did not make sense. That potentially did not make any sense. But I, like, I get it because I like I read on fitness, but like, I don't know if like someone who who hasn't read on fitness understand like what the fuck that means. Like, yeah. I understand because like I already know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know if someone who doesn't know what you're talking about, like progressive overload, and like there needs to be a like a systematic like increase of of like time under tension and like your overall intensity. So the intensity relating to like how many sets are you doing? How many reps are you doing each other's sets? And what is the weight? Like there needs to be like a, like a almost linear, not linear, but there needs to be a uh, increase over time of mm-hmm. like those three factors of weights, uh, sets and rep- repetitions. And then like someone who, like how this relates back to like the, like I guess the part two of like, what is it not intellectual? Like uh, you would see a video on like, oh, this is the most optimal like uh this is the most optimal workout split like uh what is like the most pro- uh, optimal program someone might see like oh i should do uh a push pull legs meaning i do like one day of pushing actions one day of doing pulling actions one day of doing like uh lower body actions and then like someone who who doesn't engage in the content would just like see it and like oh this guy says or jeff nippard says that i should uh do push pull legs, which I don't think he 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 promotes anymore. But like I think, uh, before like that was like the the mainstream thing where you would just do push pull legs, mm-hmm. and then you just do it, and uh, like of course you like grow because like you're just like working out in general. But then the fact that you aren't engaging it and you just take the information as is, like not referring to like external sources or like uh, another another opinion, is like the one of the underlying issues, I think. That- you kind, you, you, you kind of, sorry for cutting you off, but you kind of like think about how it fits in with all the other information you gathered or like all the other information that exists in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are the, so again, topic doesn't matter. The You're not engaging with the information. Is there any other aspects to like making something like anti-intellectual? I think, um, if it's like mainly derived from experience, mm-hmm. uh, like I'm for empiricism, but if the because ex- everybody's experience is like pretty much the same, like we all go to school, we're all like in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like then those experience based discussions are pretty much like pretty like lame, like not helpful. Yeah, it's just like yo, just don't go for the girl. Like girls aren't worth it, or like. Or, like, something similar like that. Oh, okay, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah, so if, like, I'm also, like, pretty for empiricism. If that's how you pronounce it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like how, like, your pleasure and shit, like, whatever. But uh, I think there's there's a lot of deep conversations where it's, like, sorry, I saw someone was walking up the stairs. There's, like, a lot of conversations dealing with, like, purely, like, what you experience. And then, like, uh, like you just said, like girls, I think that's like one thing where people are like, oh, girls ain't shit. And like, you should like work, go work out and shit because like eventually the girl's going to want you after. But then like, because you look only within your experience, mm-hmm. you you come up with a solution that like, it, like could be helpful, but also could not be helpful. Like for me, I think I have, I've had like the conversation before where it's like, oh, the girl's not worth it, guys. Uh, and then like they're like they're derives from that info what derives from that conversation is like a hate or spitefulness against mm-hmm. girls 
because a, a girl hurt like this person's like uh, feelings mm-hmm. and then like there's a lot of like hatred stemming from somewhere but like uh, if that conversation was like less experience based I would say something along the lines of like oh like you should like probably reflect and like figure mm-hmm. out what you want to do and like uh, you probably shouldn't dwell on it because uh, X, Y, and Z. Like, let me let me think. If someone just broke up, a typical answer might be like, "Oh," or like not a typical answer, but an answer that might come up if like like uh, your friend group has all the same experiences, specifically like a suburb person living in like our age, where like uh, whatever people. The typical answer might be like, "Oh, uh, leave the girl," or she she didn't she didn't matter, or she didn't love you, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no, not she didn't love you, but like. Something along the lines of just move on and like do something better or like mm-hmm. use it as like a catalyst to grow. I feel like at a service level, I would agree, but I feel like, uh, like one of the end results of those conversations is like you kind of like don't believe in love or you don't believe in like, like, uh, those like relationships. And then you kind of like, you don't attack like the underlying issue. You kind of just like, like put it away for next time. Mm-hmm. And then like, that's like a potentially example of like a deep conversation, but that's like not really deep because like you don't really attack why you don't attack like the, the knowledge, the knowledge in this case being like the experiences of people. Mm-hmm. So like you, your friends have gone through a relationship and they're like, Oh, just move on or whatever. But then you as a person or you as a person partaking in the conversation, you don't really like think about why this person says this, says this like thing. Like, why are you saying women aren't shit? Like, whatever. And then, like, because of that, you uh, you just, like, don't have a good conversation. And, like, you don't, like... Like, you get this, like, false sense of, like, uh, knowledge, I think. And mm-hmm. then uh, something like that. I think I went on a slight tangent, but it's okay. I think it's, like, where the knowledge stems from. Because it stems from experience, but the scope of the experience is so small to where like realistically the range that you get from like me asking like someone else is like pretty much the same thing and also uh we've barely had much experience gathered Mm -hmm. uh to where there isn't much you can like there's not much perspective you can say on like university decisions or something whereas if you were to read like a book from like i don't know some author like some 30 year old or if you were to read like something about like examinations in ancient china then maybe you have a completely different perspective and i think that's like how i would see tackling it in a more quote-unquote like intellectual way but uh i think we've spent quite a bit of time on the subject and i still don't know what a <laughs> intellectual conversation is so maybe we can uh go to the next one uh, like, oh, like what is your experience in intellectual conversations among our like uh age group um okay so I think I started like November 2020 or it was like a while ago. I think I journaled once like, oh, I find it difficult to find people who stimulate me intellectually. And then back then my circumstances were like very different because I was living in, uh, it was like the pandemic. I only really talked to like one group of people. But throughout uh, the past year, I think it's improved a bit, but not by too much to where I think still the main form of me, like I, I can consume all this information, I can learn a lot, but it's not like I have anywhere to put it into or I have any like like conversations where people like 
throw new ideas at me mm-hmm. you know uh my experience with this is like or um, more so in the past i've been like a like a person who like talks a lot but then more so recently i'm like a person who just like listen oh shit someone just honked the horn i don't know if it was con audio but uh more so recently i've been like a more listening oriented like mm-hmm. i just like listen and like aha uh-huh, aha uh-huh, cool and then i think from that i've seen like a again a trend of like which is like relates back to the first topic but we're not gonna get on that like it, it, there's like a trend of people just thinking that uh whatever they discuss in a quote-unquote deep manner is like super profound mm-hmm. but then what ends up happening is like again it's not very deep and then uh i find that's very unhelpful and then uh when you question them them as in like the people who are talking or whatever uh there's like a slight naivety even though i feel like a lot of people believe that they're not not naive which makes sense Mm -hmm. uh but they're naive to the fact that like maybe like one reason is uh their their conversation stems or like their knowledge stems from like their experience or like their knowledge stems from like their single perspective but they don't really see that and they just see it as objective even people who like i see as like really smart people like i know a lot of people uh who recently graduated um i talked to them before and they everyone definitely believes that they have like Mm self-awareness and like they understand like what's happening and they like think about like they think in their head and shit like they talk to themselves about other people rather than like whatever and like there's like there is self-awareness but then there's like not a self-awareness of the self-awareness so then like you kind of disregard what other people say and shit and then like uh because of that people have i feel like more 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 so like in our age there is you think that you know a lot mm-hmm. which like again sounds very like ironic because i'm saying oh people think they know a lot and like i'm acting as if i know a lot but i think like uh people <sighs> let me think of an example example would be like oh an example would be someone in high school who's like graduating and they're giving advice to a younger grade mm-hmm. And then oftentimes, I feel like a lot of, like, seniors or juniors giving, like, the advice to younger grades, like, their advice is pretty garbage, not gonna lie. Like, I've heard, like, oh, you should join a shit ton of, shit ton of clubs. Yeah. And, like, for the resume. And I think, like, on uh, a very surface level, like, you can just, like, agree with that. Like, oh, that makes sense. Like, people, colleges want to see, or universities want to see that, like, you're engaging in school and not or not only academics but like your community and shit and then like people just take that and they're like oh i need to join a lot of clubs i need to put it on my resume and like even though i think like the core idea of like joining clubs like to meet people to to engage in a hobby that you enjoy potentially to like find a career involved in the future but like like people will just give the advice like, oh you need to join these clubs and then you'll like you'll like get into university and then like you're not again you're not attacking the underlying issue you are just like giving you're you're regurgitating the information that was told to you by a previous generation mm-hmm. and then another example of this would be like a lot of people say oh if you want to go into business you need to take business courses which i think is the most bullshit thing ever and i had a conversation with my friend uh where they're like oh you know 
universities are gonna like want me to take business courses and then like oh my my sister who just graduated like two years ago during university they told me that and i'm like no you definitely do not because uh number one i think like a lot of business courses within our school i don't know like if you're listening to this you understand the context whether that be you're not in our school board or like you're not in our general area or like you've just never taken a business course uh the business courses are complete garbage i can guarantee you that as a person who's like worked in uh those like startup type uh spaces where like there's a huge emphasis on like growth and like oh making money and like getting the best product quote unquote and like i can tell you anything that like a person who's taken like four or five business courses um anything they've taken like realistically is not applicable to anything any part of their lives like even in uh post post secondary mm-hmm. and then yeah this goes back to like seniors and like juniors giving advice to younger grades like even though they have that that seniority like i've found very like not not often what's the how do you say not often very rarely is their advice ever like profound or like mm-hmm. very um like i think is the truth quote unquote mm-hmm. um but people just don't engage in like oh uh is this person really saying this correctly they just say like they just think oh this person is like older like they have to know more than me and then it becomes very unproductive i think and almost damaging to like the younger people Mm because like they take like this advice and like there's not much to think about it because like this person has gone through high school they're about to graduate like i should probably listen to the advice that they've like accumulated through their high school career but i don't think it's true Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my experience. I don't know if there's any like follow up to that, or if you like agree or disagree with like senior people giving advice. I think I think when people give senior advice, I don't know how much better my advice is to be honest, because I feel like my advice would probably be mid as well. I don't remember, like I don't remember what I said last year, but I remember I gave advice last year, but uh. I feel like the advice stems like it's pretty much what like a self-help person would say like be yourself like uh um follow your passion or something i feel like a lot of times it's something that i've already heard of and when people like try to have these deep conversations like i've been in conversations where it's like a group of people and i'm kind of there and they're like going going super deep and they're like, yo, guys, like, uh, money doesn't matter or something. And I'm like, oh, for real? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, I feel like I've heard a lot of these things before. And maybe, like, it's not that I'm above these people because I've heard them before. But it's kind of like, if you do a bit of digging into, like, the philosophical literature or, like, or, like anything really. Like, like, if you read, like, Shakespeare, like, you read some other, like, uh classics or like some of the canon i feel like you can already discover this very early but it seems like this information is super super like good um because you can get it from self-help but really self-help is just a regurgitation of the classical like classics and the classics are a lot more profound than that but you get like a you get like a milkshake like a like a pre-workout version of like (laughs) of like what the classics actually have to say and then i feel like also, since self-help just, like, says the same stuff over and over again, we get, like, a lot of the same um, same thinking with the with these 
kinds of conversations. Uh, okay, wait, say that one more. Wait, say that last part again. Um, that was kind of that's kind of freestyled off my head, but I think something about like because a lot of these self help books say like the exact same things. Like you often have like the same conversation and something like that. Yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> that's kind of freestyled off my head. because uh, self help itself is very stagnant in terms of uh. Yeah. Because self-help is very stagnant in the history of what it said, like over the 200 years that it's existed, uh, it's pretty much been the same stuff. Like, follow your passion. I think I'm like not being completely accurate, but historically, it's been pretty much the same thing. Whereas philosophy, you can really chart the the change and like the evolution, the dramatic evolution of ideas from like the Enlightenment's focus on rationalism to uh, like the Romantic's uh, response to that and their focus on like the emotions rather than the intellect and you can see like there's so much there's so much graduate like difference in the ideas whereas self-help has remained consistent and pretty stagnant and the fact that most people consume self-help rather than philosophy uh i think leads to the fact that like most people are not able to engage with a wide range of topics similar to like how when we talk about our, our experiences it's pretty much the same thing uh i think if you were to read like memoirs or something and you read about someone else's experience you'd have something to contribute it's just that like the experience that we get is pretty similar and the ideas we engage with in self-help is pretty similar that um when you go into a kind of deep conversation you've kind of heard a lot of the ideas already and it's like cool and you don't really have much else to uh say besides like cool because it's what Jordan Peterson or, like, James Clear said. Just because it's been stagnant, do you think, like, inherently that it's been stagnant for 200 years or so, or whatever, that it makes it inherently bad? I think, um... Or is that, like, a, like someone could argue, like, devil's advocate, like, oh, the fact that it stayed the same so far, like, shows, like, how uh, profound it is and how these ideas have transcended time itself or so and so, I don't know. Uh, well, maybe you can say that, but then you could also say stuff about like Shakespeare or like some other like classic. Like, why do we still read Shakespeare? It's because his ideas are so central to the human conscious that they have remained um, in our canon for like 600 years. Uh-huh. But then self-help, maybe you can like, uh, I don't know, because you could probably make an argument and then maybe, maybe I would have a hard time arguing against you. But my argument is like self-help is based mostly on marketing. And these marketable ideas are like mm-hmm. stuff that people want to listen to, I guess. And there's not much to debate on. Whereas like Shakespeare, they're like, or like the Bible or like some other, like so many inter- interpretations of these works. Oh, so you think like, potentially that because it's like so shallow because of its like marketability, like there's like a correlation between its like marketability and like it's, it's like actual profoundness that like, it's like very hard to like critique it in a very intellectual sense because the idea in of itself is like not profound so it's like the idea itself cannot be like it's like very like uh not refutable like mm-hmm. if someone hears it at face value it's like oh that sounds that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. i should do that but then like because of the nature of like it's marketability like it's market marketability connected to like it's consume consumer it's marketability <laughs> connected to its consumability uh-huh. um makes it so the people who consume self-help don't necessarily like even want to like challenge those ideas 
and even if they challenge it they probably would go down like a philosophical route therefore like the core ideas of self-help doesn't change at all because the people who who like are dogmatic about it don't care enough to like engage about it because like they don't need to or something i don't know yeah something like that something like that i don't know if that made, i don't know if that last part made any sense but uh mm-hmm. but yeah that's it for like our topics is there anything else you want to talk about you talk about why is it hard why is it the way it is yeah um i think we like glanced over we like glossed over it multiple times uh i think it's well i think okay i think it's hard it's hard to come across intellectual conversations because there's not really a, a importance on like being like connecting with like the content you're you're mm-hmm. you're consuming it just like you take it and then it's whatever man some of that my theory as to why that is is because uh within meritocracy and like capitalist culture or whatever we have like standardized tests and then because of that like it um the drive for success and, and whatnot leads information and, and and learning to become rather than like platonic learning which is learning for the sake of learning into like baconian learning which is like francis bacon like some philosopher uh he said learning like knowledge is is power mm-hmm. and we're learning to gain power or we're learning to gain a, like get a leg up on others because our higher sat scores so mm-hmm. it's learning as a means to an end and mm-hmm. then because of that like when you go to school you just like learn the information it's like i don't care why stem cells exist i just need to get a good grade mm-hmm. so because of that thinking, maybe it translates over to like personal life to where it's like, I don't need to learn why uh, Plato thought this. I can uh, just get the same like philosophy and like feel as good as my as good as before. If I read like Mark Manson's um, version of what Plato said, which uh-huh. is complete trash. <laughs> OK, then why? OK, so it sounds from like a culture of like oh i need to learn for the sake of success mm-hmm. like in order to be successful you need to learn mm-hmm. then wait a minute, let me think let me think how do i rephrase that like you're saying people who are like, oh i'm learning this because i need to learn it like stem cells right then there are people who are like who are like self-aware that they're just learning about it but then why do they choose not to do it like i don't think like like i agree that it stems from a fa- the fact that like oh, they learn because they need to be successful. But, like, people have that self-awareness that they're just doing it for the sake of learning. So even though there's, like, the self-awareness for that, why do people choose to be, like, ignorant against, like, intellectual, like, uh, like platonic learning? It's, like, too much work, bro. Oh, too much work? <laughs> because, I don't know, I, I, this is not a very profound thought. I think this has been said in self-help multiple times, but it's, like, school teaches you to learn uh to memorize or whatever and because you because people don't like school people don't like learning or something like that Uh uh-huh and then because people don't like learning they don't end up reading like six thousand pages of marcel proust's in search of a lost time because i i wouldn't even read that bro that's that's too much work bro Uh (laughs) uh-huh so even though like so even though like they're self-aware about like their situation they just choose not to because like the system just like even though like even though you're self-aware of the system, like, it's like, do you really want to, like, uh, like stem away from it, kind of? Or not really? Kind of? I, I guess, like, if we apply it to our situation, like, which, like, if you ask, like, 100 boys 
if they read? I think like maybe 10 of them would say yes. And if you ask like 10 boys what they read, they would probably like 9 out of 10 would say self-help. Like, is, I is think it's never skewed, but like, like I like get the get, gist of it. You get the gist, right? So, uh, where was I going with this? I guess, why would you want to learn? Like, why would you want to read like a 3,000 year old like Indian classic when you can read about like something that potentially gives you like that that has direct carryover to your life like atomic habits like you know after you read that like you know immediately you can go on a run every day uh-huh. uh but it's like the the benefit of like reading the bhagavad gita or like some other like ancient book like it, it's it's not as direct and i feel like you have to cultivate an appreciation over time for these kinds of like intellectual stuff like uh like if you look at a piece like a painting like uh-huh. by like jackson pollock yeah mo- like i don't even low-key i can't even appreciate it yet because uh-huh. i'm not at that stage uh-huh. or it's like if i listen to classical music i i can't really appreciate it compared to like maybe listening to tyler the creator uh-huh. and i think it takes a lot of effort to one cultivate that um appreciation for it and two break out of like the social stigma of like you're a nerd if you're into like uh like philosophy yeah philosophy okay so do you think it's like so do you think it's worth it as a person who who's in that in that system to like cultivate that like appreciation or no like i think it's definitely worth it like how would you like so i don't know like because it's very unmarketable or how would you make it marketable how would you make that appreciation of the arts of the languages like more marketable it is very unmarketable because I feel like the experience that you get, the profound experience that you get when you are able to appreciate it, mm-hmm. is very difficult to translate into like an advertisement or something else. Oh, okay. So in this case, the the marketability of it does not correlate to like the the goodness of it at all. Yeah, like the benefit, right? Yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What was the beginning from this? Of this, like or why, why this happen? Yeah, why is it hard? To oh, find so to summarize, it happens because in order, in order to have intellectual conversation, there needs to be a appreciation of the intellectual like knowledge itself. Like, uh, can you say it better? I don't know. Like, you have to cultivate an appreciation of an like of the art or of knowledge itself. Yeah, of philosophy, like love knowledge is like philosophy yeah um for that to like for you to appreciate it intellectually and like want to search it out more i guess okay do you want to reword that one more time okay you have it takes a long time to be able to appreciate quote-unquote higher forms of art or like media like classical music like paintings like philosophy and usually these are the things that you can go deep on and you can debate about and you can interpret in different ways in Mm -hmm. intellectual discussions however a lot of this stuff is so difficult to understand uh not to say like we're better than other people because we we engage with this stuff but a lot of the stuff takes so much effort and time that it's hard to see really any immediate value to it and i can bring in like the our current society's um focus on instant gratification and you could also link that to like how long-term gratification comes from like reading these like shakespeare and learning like how he talked Mm -hmm. um 
Whereas short term, like instant gratification is like from reading Atomic Habits and instantly like running. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the benefit is long term and it's more obscure. And also not a lot of people do this stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's there are a lot of like social factors and uh, cost benefit analyses that like it doesn't make sense to engage with uh, intellectual things. But I think that is sad. Unlucky. Yeah, it's unlucky. I think this conversation was pretty stimulating. I think we've like uh, systemized our thoughts kind of. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that went a little bit over time slightly. <laughs> but uh, wow, what a, what a great episode. What a great first episode to start off the Academy or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> so uh, you have any like any remarks? Um, I think my camera might have died, but uh, hopefully it did. This this went quite over time. This is like twenty minutes over time, uh-huh. but this was interesting to see how. Uh, I think I had I think I had an idea in my head, and I think I could articulate it. And I started talking, and I was like, "What am I saying?" I was like fighting for my life halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess uh that concludes our very first episode introduction. Mm-hmm. Um. Hope you have a. If you listen all the way through, that's crazy. But uh, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. (laughs) Have a good one. (laughs)